0: Hi you guys welcome to episode 9 of vibing in Valentino I want to get started and tell you guys what I am obsessed with this week and something that I don't have with me right now and I haven't been able to use it for about a few months because I've moved and it is so crucial to my life <laughs> it's my vanity mirror any vanity with a light you know that surrounds the mirror and that is facing straight onto your face is so crucial to doing your makeup and here when I'm back at home in Thailand I split time between my parents house and as nice as my closet is my vanity over there does not have um, lights like it's not as bright as I'm now used to because you know the vanity lights have been spoiling me in LA um, and what's worse is like I have like a yellow light that is overhead like I like it comes from above and it's just is not conducive to good makeup at all and then I split time between here and my condo downtown and <laughs> that one has great like natural light but I means I can only do my makeup during the day and I have never missed my vanity more and I cannot wait for all my shit to get here from America I just checked in with my shipping people, and it's not gonna be here until like late May or June, <laughs> which is when I'm planning to visit. So I'm just like, This is fantastic! Love this for me right now, but anyway, I am going to figure something out. I might buy like a little one and get it shipped over to me in the meantime. So just letting you guys know if you guys have a vanity mirror and you know, those the proper lighting, appreciate it. and maybe get a little one that you can travel with because, listen, not having that shit will change your life for the worse. Alright, before we get into the conversation with our guest of the week, I just want to remind you guys that if you guys want to purchase my 8-week workout plan, it is exactly the workouts that I use to change my body. I created it to create the most efficient workout routine for you guys. It's called Vibing Strong. If you guys want to book a one-hour consult with me where you can ask me anything fitness, diet, nutrition related, or if you guys just want to drop a line and say hi, go to my website vibinginvalentino.com. All right, let's get right into our conversation. Week on TED Talk, she went on stage and she spoke of her story and how she built herself and her company from the ground up. She used her hardships as motivation, and her story is incredible. She is the founder of Girl CEO and the nonprofit High Heels High Goals. Ronnie Brown, welcome to Vibing in Valentino.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, of course. So, if you could tell us a little bit about your story,
1: for sure. So I
0: am the
1: founder of Girl CEO Inc., which is a community teaching and equipping women to be the CEOs of their businesses, lives, and homes. And we do that through events, community, and in-person meetups um, and also merchandise. I started my business, or this entrepreneurial journey, should I say, because, of course, I've tried so many different things along the way. (laughs) Uh, I, I started my business back in 2008. Um, after getting fired from my job. And at that time in my life, I was a single mom of two, and I had to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to being a janitor, which was probably one of my most embarrassing jobs that I could probably (laughs) even think of. Uh But, you know, the crazy thing about it is that has become the job that everyone talks about now. in my story now that I've done you know just so many amazing things and when I look back at you know being a janitor and mopping floors and cleaning toilets and all that crazy stuff that I absolutely hated Uh. and I just think about how I did not even see how that would be the token job you know my book is my book is from mopping floors to make a million right and (laughs) (laughs) and you know over the years I've just had an opportunity to really go through tons of struggle. I grew up in the projects, grew up in the crack house, and decided that I was going to change the trajectory of my life. By the time I was twenty-five, I was a mom of multiples, a mom of three, mm-hmm. and I was determined to make sure that my life didn't turn out the way everybody told me my life would. Yeah, they told me I would be on welfare. You know, they told me that I ruined my life by having kids young, and I was done, and no one would take me seriously, mm-hmm. and just all of this stuff. And I was just determined that I was not going to listen to that, and that was not going to be my life. Yeah. So I went on, and I worked really hard to build my company, and um, I got into the direct sales industry, and I um, really started taking off in that industry because prior to that industry I was selling products out the trunk of my car. I used to do vending tables and wow. set up events and I owned a salon and I used to do eyebrows in my living room so I was really that hustle mom yeah. trying to make ends meet you know yeah. and I got into the diverse sales industry. I learned leadership. I learned uh, really sales, belly to belly sales and then, then I got into internet marketing and learned how to market products online and mm-hmm. within my first 15 months of doing online product marketing I generated over a million dollars in sales
0: that's yeah. amazing so, what, was, what was your first product that you launched do you remember the first product that I've launched
1: in my business mm-hmm. was makeup I used to make mineral makeup in my own home oh my goodness I made, yeah I made that after coming home and getting fired I set up my living room I actually had a product line, so I didn't just make one. I Uh had makeup, which was eyeshadow, lip gloss. I had like scrubs, body candles, and I would go around every day selling those products out of the trunk of my car to literally see my children that day.
0: That's incredible. At what point did you see social media as a tool for you to market your product and really get it out and get a bigger reach? Well, here's the
1: crazy thing. I stumbled across social media, and I used social media by accident. Mm -hmm. I was just testing stuff out. Like, people always say, well, how did you know social media was the place to be? Or how did you know that social media was the thing to do? And honestly, if I could be super truthful with, you know, all of the ladies on uh, Vibin' and Valentino, (laughs) I was broke. I was completely broke. And I couldn't afford to get a website built. So I actually posted my products on social media and hopes that someone would see them mm-hmm. way before people were using social media for sales. I was doing this early on with Facebook, you know, in the early Facebook time, probably like 2008, 2009. So I was doing product posts on there and this was back in the day. Yeah. So this is when you used to make a PayPal button in PayPal and then you would yeah. copy and paste the link to the paypal button um, you have to do your own like coding <laughs> yes i was like a coder okay <laughs> <laughs> so i was not the person that knew social media was going to be the way yeah. i just took a, a risk and i took that leave and i said listen i cannot afford a website it was like five hundred dollars i was mm-hmm. a mom of three mm-hmm. and i just went in that direction and i just crossed my finger
0: yeah. Paid off. Paid off, big <laughs> time. Do you remember, like, when you first started seeing all these sales generate off of social media and off of, like, just the hustle? What was that like for you?
1: I think that my response was, What the hell have I been doing with my life all these years? <laughs> right. <laughs> like,
0: you mean all I had to do was post up my pictures? Mm-hmm. Uh. I think that you
1: realize how much stuff you take for granted. And you also realize um, how you make things so much harder than they actually are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had this like an aha moment where I was like, man, there are so many people out here that are looking to change the trajectory of their lives. Right. And. They're on social media every day, and they have a gift. Mm-hmm. They have a vision.
0: Yeah. They
1: have a talent, and they're not even taking it seriously. They're busy looking at their friends' lives and scrolling up and down all day where they could actually <sighs> be doing something, you know, with themselves and putting themselves out there. So I think that was really my biggest thought. Like, damn, yeah, people are really out here just wasting time yeah. versus taking advantage of all the tools that we have at our fingertips and that are free. Mm-hmm. The
0: crazy thing about it is that Instagram is a free platform, but people make so much money off of this free platform. For sure. I want to talk about your TED Talk because that is how I found you, and in your TED Talk, You spoke about shame and you used to be ashamed of your story, but you see the power behind it, especially, um, when building an online presence, you talked about it, you know, your janitor job was, you're so ashamed of that. And now it's become kind of like your biggest, you know, token job that you used to have. So what advice can you give to women in owning their story and owning, you know, their journey in life?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing that I can say is that
0: everyone
1: lives with some level of shame, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that is normally something that you've been really embarrassed by, yeah. or your peers, or someone that you may look up to, or someone that around you that you trust their opinion. They've made you feel like this is something that you should be ashamed of. Yeah. Okay. Because shame is not not something that we automatically personally believe. It's normally the opinions of others. So somewhere along our life, we've been told that this is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And we're embarrassed by it, right? And I believe that we all have an opportunity to free ourselves from that insecurity. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. We free ourselves from that insecurity, from that embarrassment, and from that shame by telling that story out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. You know, I talk, I get paid to speak on stages now. And that's all they want me to talk about is how I was a team mom. Mm-hmm. How I had three children before I was 25. How I, you know, went from mopping floors to making millions of dollars. Right. And how how I overcame the transition of going from a janitor to a CEO of a company. It's just like, wow. Thank right. God I was a janitor. Thank God I had those children yeah. young because I, I learned a lot. But yeah. it made my story just as freaking badass. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so many women listen to this. They have stories that they're keeping a secret. Mm-hmm. And I pray that after they listen to this podcast, it makes them say no more. Yeah. No more. I'm sharing this story. Like, I'm getting free from this. And I'm not going to be ashamed anymore. anyone. I'm not hiding it. And I don't give a shit what anyone says. Like, I am just going to be myself, tell my story, do what I love. And it's going to just it's going to go crazy. Yeah. I had a young lady that was in my program. Mm-hmm. And she, her name is Lonnie. Okay. And she's a financial, like a financial coach. And she never smiles in her photos. Wow. And I always wonder why. And it was because she had a really bad overbite and she used to suck her thumb a lot and her gums were kind of formed differently or something like that based on her sucking her Mm gums and her teeth were not straight. And people used to always tease her and make her feel, you know, uncomfortable. And she would never make videos and things like that. And she just, just always kept her mouth closed on all the clothes. So she joined my coaching program. And we had an assignment. Mm-hmm. And it was an assignment to do a video talking about your company why. And she's super intelligent. Those are stuff when it comes to finances. And she's like, I don't want to do the the video because, you know, I never really do videos because Aww. I just don't like the way my mouth looks. And, you know, yeah. I just something I'm really uncomfortable with. And I told her, I said, you know what, Lonnie? I want you to do a video talking about, I I said, I want you to post a picture. And I want you to put the biggest smile on showing your teeth, your gums that you've ever posted. And she posted that that picture. And she said, hey guys, and I told her what to say. Like, tell the story of how over the years you've been so ashamed of your teeth. You know, you're, you're practicing economical living with your family, trying to save money, trying to start businesses and all this stuff. And you were just ashamed. She put the, she took the picture. It got so much engagement, and people wow. were just digging her up for telling that story. And she got picked up by a, a freaking media platform, got articles featured about her, and then turned around and like landed a contract, like on LinkedIn with another big company. And it was just, and they said that they chose her. Because
0: even as a financial
1: advisor, she had a twist to her story.
0: Vulnerability can take you a long way. Because you never know what other people, the other billions of people in the world are going through. And they need somebody they can relate to. For sure. But it's so crazy because we're talking about being vulnerable on social media. But then there's the other side of the coin where everybody looks just freaking perfect. And it's just like just perfection there's no you know people don't have a fucking waist (laughs) there's no (laughs) cellulite anywhere to be seen on social media it's like how do you how do you navigate those waters how do you determine good content that you would put on your social media
1: i think that i am just true to myself and I believe that good content is whenever I'm being true to who I am. I don't have to worry about good content because when, I, when I'm when i asking myself, oh, is this good enough? Or should I post this? Or should I post that? Or, oh my God, I got to do this and I got to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when it gets fake. Yeah. At that very moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
0: just post what I want to post and I be myself and that's it. Yeah. What do you think are the qualities that every entrepreneur must have?
1: Well, I think the first thing that every entrepreneur must have if they want to survive is servantship. That's the first thing. You have to be able to serve other people. Because even when people come to work for your company, you still have to serve them. So having that servant heart is really important. Another thing that I think that you have to have if you want to be successful is integrity. And don't have integrity, is ultimately going to affect your character. So I believe that integrity and just that that level of I feel convicted because I'm not doing this right <laughs> mm-hmm. if you don't have that, then you're in trouble. So doing things the right way in business for sure.
0: Especially being online too to keep that kind of integrity is so important because it's not regulated or monitored as closely as if you would have, you know, a storefront or like an Oh internet, for sure. You no, know? it's just I talked to this girl the other day, and she said this term dress fished," <laughs> where she bought a uh, clothing, or, like an apparel, online, and it just did not look the way it looked
1: yeah, when she got for it. Sure. And I'm
0: like, oh my god, like, and that's happened to so many people, and that's why. You oh, know,
1: for sure.
0: Shade room has that.
1: Uh, fit, like, like what, what you th- What you ordered and what you got? <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I think social media, it gives people the opportunity. Like, it's great in some way, but it also gives you the opportunity to just kind of be whoever you want to be.
0: What is the one mindset you want all of our listeners to develop? So anybody that's trying to build their company or trying to grow their
1: company. A positive mindset. Every day, you have to have a positive mindset. And I think that things happen in business and throughout the years, you go through so many different trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. that you literally have to make it your business to see the best in everything. But how do you do that on the hard days? Well, it's you training your brain. It's not like, how do I do it? It's like, what are you trained to do? Mm -hmm. Right? You have to create healthy habits in your life. So once you are trained to think a certain way, And that's the way you think. Every time something happens to me, you know what I say? And If it's something bad, I say, God, what is the lesson in this season? And I don't focus on the situation or the circumstances. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to learn right now? Like, I just need the lesson. What am I supposed to take away from this? What
0: has your biggest lesson been so far in this journey in all these years?
1: Boundaries, for sure. Boundaries, for sure. My biggest lesson has been... Set boundaries, that's uh-huh. one, and then I think I have two. So the, the biggest right. one has been boundaries and making sure that I protect my personal space mm-hmm. and that I don't pour, 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 and no one's right. pouring back into me, right? right. Because right. you're empty and you, everyone can't have access to you. Right. It's really important that you protect your peace and that you protect your space and you really uh, get to know people before you allow them to get too close into your life yeah there there are different circles it's like the outer circle the inner circle you know you have to make sure that right. you put boundaries in place and the second one would definitely be the the amount of error that comes with busyness I've learned in the season of me being so busy I've made so many errors what do you think that stems from it stems from wanting to have your hand in too many pots. Mm -hmm. And it stems from not knowing where your blessings come from. My blessings come from God. So in the seasons where I was working, 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 I thought that I was the provider. And then I had one of my best friends, she's like, girl, you know, you really have to relax and take care of you. God is going to provide. And when I started to relax, the year that I took the break, is a year that I made more than the years when I was staying up to 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, trying to be a hustle not getting sleep, screaming, I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, when I was doing all that stuff, I wasn't making any money. You, oh <laughs> but when I started taking care of myself and trusting God and knowing that He's going to provide for me, you know, checks were just there. They were coming from every direction, and I was spending time with God. I was getting to my word every day. I was just Having that peaceful morning, sipping my tea, uh, taking care of me, clearing yes. my head, making sure I'm good, and that changed, and I started to go in that rush, 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 and every time that I would go in that rush mode, I would lose, and yeah. not even just waking up in the morning, but in business, there were some times when I would put my hands in things that I could not really focus on, and mm-hmm. I would put my money in into things that I couldn't really focus on. Mm-hmm. And I would do it because it looked like a good opportunity. It looked like I would have a great ROI, return on my investment. Right. And I ended up taking a loss because I've been taking advantage most when I've been too busy to sit down and understand and learn and know the ins ends ends mm-hmm. and out of mm-hmm. what I'm putting my money in, especially in real estate.
0: You are everything. You are an author. You are... A business
1: coach, you are a CEO. like everything. You are everything. Yeah, I'm an investor. I'm a real estate investor as well.
0: Yeah,
1: but you know how I learned real estate investing how? by getting taken advantage of because I put a hundred thousand dollars in real estate and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And because I was busy and I just wanted to profit, and I you know I listened to someone that said, "Just give you just invest and we'll take care of everything else." That's how they get you. Yeah, so I'm telling. Yeah all of our ladies that are vibing with Valentino right now, (laughs) make sure that you put your money in areas that you are dedicated to understanding, getting the knowledge, putting your time into. Mm
0: -hmm. Don't just
1: put your money in all these different little hustles and you really don't have the time to be active and involved in
0: the business. Yeah, and the growth of the business, that phase takes a long time. Before we hop on this recording, we were talking about, one of your mentees who feels like the growth should have happened, you know, like right away. And you said it's due to social media, making me- people feel like that's how it works and that's not how it works.
1: Oh, for sure. I, I think what I was telling you is there are a lot of people that are going to listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and they need to go back to work. Yes. Yeah. They need <laughs> to go back to work. So when some of you all play this podcast back This is a sign. If you've been looking for a sign, this is a sign. Take (laughs) your ass back to work. Okay? Yeah. Just because you're going back doesn't mean you got to stay. When I was running my business, I had to go back to work. Let me just be transparent. During that four years before I started to see the income that could pay my bills, I had to go back and get a job. It was the most embarrassing thing ever because I thought I was a little more talented than what I actually was at that time and place in my life. And I had to go back to work because selling those products, it wasn't doing it. It just wasn't because I didn't have the clientele. I didn't have the audience. I didn't have it yet. There were some more things that I needed to learn. I needed to go back to work and get a stable check because I needed to use that check to not only just pay my bills, but I needed to fund my business. You need money to make money.
0: Yeah. For sure. How do you budget, I guess, funding your business? It's profit margin.
1: It's profit minus expenses. It's not people think it's wholesale, you know, profit equals profit. It's like no, it's what you spent to get the product, you sell the product for the for the markup, and then mm-hmm. you subtract the overhead, the expenses, yeah. the supplies, so that's the dip I think that's what people are making a mistake at it's like if you mm. buy a shirt for five dollars okay mm-hmm. and you sell the shirt for ten dollars it's like you yeah. didn't just make ten dollars you made five dollars and then you didn't take the packaging out you didn't take the, the shipping you know the postage. it yeah. you know all of this so you, you're going around thinking you made ten bucks and you actually made a dollar fifty cents.
0: What's been the best advice anybody has ever given you when it comes to business and entrepreneurship?
1: Give it ten years. Really? Give it ten years. And they told me if you're not willing to dedicate ten years to it, you may not be as serious or passionate about it as you think you are.
0: Girl, you made it. You made it to ten years. You made it over the ten-year mark.
1: Ten years, and <laughs> if I could be super transparent. This, mm-hmm. is the, this is probably the first year where I feel like, okay, this is going somewhere, you know? Yeah. All of the other years, I felt like I was in like strategy, 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 uh-huh. execution, getting out of the entrepreneur hole. I'm yeah. finally starting to see the light and feel like my brand has a
0: presence
1: and the presence mm-hmm. that I want it to have. Yeah, the
0: strategy phase will have you in your head.
1: For sure. So for me, I got to a place in my business where I had to really think about what I wanted to do and what I wanted my business to look like twenty years from now. Mm. And I think that when I started initially, I was I was thinking about what I wanted to make that month. Right? Sometimes we start yeah. business and we're like, "Oh, I'm going to show I want to make this month. <laughs> I'm going to show <laughs> I want to fix my turnout." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how you started off. I trashed all of that foolishness. And I said, okay, Okay. when you're 45 years old, what do you want your company to look like? What do you want it to feel like? What do you want your customers to say about you when you're not in the room? And I went back and I started working from start to what do I need to do to have a legacy business at 40 years old? Mm. And I drew it all out. What are the services? The impact. How will we change? How will we yeah. transition? Do I have an org chart? How many employees would there be? Right?
0: You mapped this
1: all out. For sure, because your business, it's like a tree trunk. And the tree trunk is just like you. And you're there. And then there are all the different branches that tie into that trunk. And that's yeah. really what you have to figure out.
0: See, this is so crazy because I feel like there's so many things that go into a business that people overlook. People love just to think about the numbers. They don't think about the employees or the mission, or they don't really think about the no. core values of the company that they're going to build.
1: Yeah, because a business is a feeling. Your brand is a feeling. To, to the
0: outside yeah. people, it's how you make people
1: feel. It's how you yeah. make people want to get up and do something. It's how experiencing your brand how the effect that that has on people and that's Mm -hmm. what it's really about it's not just about you selling 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 it's about you making impact it's about you making a difference Mm -hmm.
0: what was your implementation phase like then? if that was your strategy phase how did you get shit done with you know when you first started off with no help and no you know i've always
1: had help I have kids. Ah. <laughs> so if you look at my pictures, I was a teen mom. So if you look uh-huh. at my photos, even back my daughter is, she's about to be 17 years old. I have pictures mm-hmm. of her with me on my Instagram page. I just posted one a few weeks ago. And uh-huh. she was in the picture with me and she was like eight, you know, eight oh or goodness. nine. And she uh-huh. had the calculator and I taught her how to add up and tell people uh-huh. what your totals were. And, She would put the product in the bag and I would put the the product on people's faces and do the makeup like we had jobs.
0: Oh my God, that is the cutest thing ever. Like a little assistant.
1: Yep. And now she's, you know, about to be 17 and she's really involved um, in my company, even down to working with my clients that I've been for because I do coaching for a lot of business owners. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's involved as far as even helping with content and Social media and like the products that we roll out. She's she's very involved.
0: Yeah. And that's the best way for anybody to learn anything is to really go hands-on with it as opposed to like reading from a textbook, you know? Exactly. And I think outside of my kids,
1: I've always been open to giving women a chance. Mm -hmm. I've done internships and I've met some amazing people through that. And often we think that there's no one to to help us and mm-hmm. i believe that if i challenge you all i'm going to challenge everyone listening to this podcast right now to mm-hmm. go put up a post saying you have internship opportunities available and to email your resume uh, or so whatever your email is i guarantee you that there are people out there waiting to work with you and serve your yeah. mission and believe in your mission that you don't even know of
0: can you tell us a little bit about high heels high goals I did the research and I fell in love with what you guys are doing for for women everywhere. Well, High Heel Tigers is my nonprofit organization.
1: And -hmm. what we do is we provide grants for low-income women who are attempting Mm -hmm. to build businesses. We also have different events to celebrate those women and really bring those women together. But overall, our goal is to really help women and low-income women in general um, achieve their dreams through grants, uh, different software. Uh, Really, we have a lot of community members that have jumped in and gotten involved providing maybe brunch or sponsoring a brunch or giving them a year of Adobe services for their businesses. So just different Mm -hmm. things that we can do to really help them.
0: That sense of community can change people's lives.
1: For sure. And I think, you know, I talked a little bit about this in my book from Mopping Floors to Make a on Instagram, where Mm -hmm. I said that sometimes our parents are older, and they come from a different generation than we do. You know, they don't, they weren't taught to become successful be their own boss started mm-hmm. you know they were taught to go to school yeah. get a job and yeah. work for someone else and that was success so yeah I think that we have to get to a place where we aren't beating our parents up we just have mm-hmm. to give them grace and say man we were we were raised in different times my yeah. mom will sit there next to me and she'll look at me and watch me make six to ten thousand dollars in one day. And she'll yeah. say, What the hell? How is that possible? Right. I can't believe that. She's like when I was coming up, we were taught to, to get a successful man or go yeah. and be a be a clerk or a typewriter mm-hmm. a, a typist and in mm-hmm. the government that that was all we knew. No one told yeah. us that we can be a CEO. Right. There was there were there was no women empowerment group that was like, Hey ladies of the sixties, fifties Start your own company, <laughs> be your
0: own boss.
1: You know, you right. don't
0: have to tolerate this. You can have your own money. <laughs> you know, no one was doing that back in the day. Everybody, I think, especially women, yearned for security. You know, stability, for sure. like, the, like just that protection. And now it's like we are—we're protecting we're doing... ourselves. That's
1: what—that's what's happening.
0: Yeah, we're doing our own thing, and it's so wonderful to see. And I also feel like though. It brings a whole different set of, like, complications to a relationship. For sure. Um, oh, my God. Some of the most amazing, smart, successful women I know struggle in the dating department. Well, I, don't, I don't think women are struggling in that area.
1: Let me just make sure I say that.
0: Okay. I don't
1: think that women are struggling. I think women are less desperate. And I think that women have been... Have become comfortable with who they are, what they want out of life, and mm-hmm. they're not willing to just settle for anything to not look alone. I, yeah, they're they're just they're just not doing it. And I yeah. and I mentor high level six seven figure earner earner women, and many of them they they their motto is I rather not. <laughs> I'd rather yeah, <laughs> I <I'd> rather <laughs> not. Sacrifice my <laughs> peace of mind. I'm good actually. I'm okay yeah. with not having to deal with this headache. I'm okay no. with, you know. So yeah. I, and then on the other and the, on the other uh, side of things, I have women that are really successful and they're happy. It's not yeah. all bad, and there's no problem. It, it's just yeah. really. Here's the thing. Back in the day, a lot of women stayed in very unhealthy situations. Hmm. And the trauma rolled over from the grandmamas to our mamas to uh-huh. us because yeah. they weren't they were taught to not talk about things. It was mm. a secret. you know we're, we all have these yeah. family lives where you know that's your uncle. no, that's actually your mom's boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moments in family and in, in the family life were like hold on this doesn't make sense but what I was saying was our grandparents and our grandmoms they stayed and I hear the, these lies right now where people are like yeah you know women back in the day they were so loyal no most of them were broke and they stayed yeah. home and they couldn't yeah. clean and they wanted to get out and they freaking hated your grandpa. That's why they didn't sleep in the same room. And that's why you always wondered why she, grandma was so mean to grandpa because she was him for all the crap he did throughout that marriage, you know. And she didn't live her dreams. Like I've had women in my family come to me at 75 years old and they're like... I wanted to be a singer and I threw my career away from him, and it was the biggest mistake ever, you know? <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Now she's making his plate with hate. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> so, right
1: now, you're just seeing the total opposite of that. Well, women are yeah. just like, ah, oh, you know what? Bye, dude.
0: You're so yeah, good. like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good actually on this. good. <laughs> yeah. Once you develop that mindset for yourself, oh my god, it is so peaceful. You don't have to deal with just annoyances. One of my best friends is like in a relationship right now, but they're constantly fighting. And I'm like, girl, like, aren't you fucking tired? Aren't you tired of this? Because I remember when I used to get into hella arguments and I would just be so exhausted. I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like, you know, doing graphics. I don't feel like writing up questions. I don't feel like doing any of that. You're just not a productive person dealing with things that you could easily be like,
1: bye. Yeah, I I believe so.
0: And and, and it's also,
1: it's a big distraction for sure.
0: So now that you've made it, because you have made it, you're super successful and you have it, you know, all together. What new struggles do you have? I
1: think I would say my newest struggle would definitely be self-care and yeah yeah, I I would definitely say that just from the perspective of when you fall in love with your business you're so used to working Mm -hmm. because it's like a hobby like your work is your hobby so sometimes you don't even realize like hey sis time to turn it off
0: And it comes
1: every day, all day, because you love what you do. So sometimes your business can just become everything. And I've just learned to just put my phone down. And now I'm getting back to, like, hanging out, going out to eat, like, partying a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just, (laughs) Just loosening up. Because it's like, if I'm on my deathbed, I wouldn't be worried about my business. I would be worried about spending time with my friends and my family, you know, just yeah. Getting back to the important things and not losing sight of what's important. Yeah. People think, oh yeah, you make a million dollars. You made it. No, you haven't made yeah. it Like
0: You make <laughs> it
1: when you have genuine people around you that uh-huh.
0: love you and care for you. So important. It's hard to turn it off because you are essentially your brand too. I think that's another struggle that the older generations don't understand. They would never grasp the concept that a person is a marketable commodity because they're so used to selling things like selling products, selling, you know, property, and they're not used to branding a personality or a person.
1: For sure. And I think, you know, that's my personal brand. So I feel mm-hmm. like I am my brand for my personal brand, but my company has its own brand presence, which I'm really excited about because yeah. when, I'm, when I'm done and I feel like I'm 75 and I'm I'm sitting at home and I can and I have arthritis in my legs and stuff or <laughs> I don't feel like being seen on the camera. I want to build a business that doesn't require me to be the bottleneck to the business. And that's why I feel like my company brand presence is really important more than anything.
0: Yeah. How did you make that difference? How did you create or build that brand identity for your well, business? Well,
1: it's definitely a process and, and I actually mm-hmm. I, it's, it's what I teach I have a program yeah. called, the, my, called the success prerequisite and it's six mm-hmm. weeks of me teaching my students how to build a brand how to set it up the right way so mm-hmm. it is a strategic
0: process
1: from yeah. separating yourself because if you don't do that you literally become a slave to your business yeah so you want to go through Your brand identity, your colors, your logo, your core values. I mean, all of Mm -hmm. these things are a part of branding.
0: Mm -hmm. When you have a solid brand identity, I feel like it's easier to expand and stay true to the qualities of your business. For sure. So, every week before we wrap the show, we do a segment called Weekly Leakness, and it's all about your favorite thing of the moment. So, it could be a product, a TV show, a movie, a song, anything at all. What is yours?
1: So, of course, I'm a girl CEO, so I'm going to say my favorite product is our date list planner. Um, I'm a mom. I'm an entrepreneur. My phone does not do it for me. I have to write (laughs) everything down or my freaking brain will explode so i love (laughs) love our girl ceo date list planner because Mm -hmm. it allows me to track my day out by the hour oh it's like a google calendar but it's written exactly it starts at 6 a.m and every night we turn it off at 9 p.m it okay. has a space for me to identify what my top three things are, and I also love it because it allows me to track my expenses and finances every month as well.
0: Tell everybody where they can find you and get in contact with you. So, guys, make sure you come and follow Girl CEO
1: Inc., which is mm-hmm. Girl CEO INC on Instagram. Our website is girlceoinc.com. And then make sure you come and check me out a little behind the scenes of my daily life over at Ronnie Brown. It's R-O-N-N-E. There's no I in Ronnie. And <laughs> last name Brown. So Ronnie Brown on Instagram. And my website is RonnieB.com.
0: Thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. And you gave us just wonderful insight and You are such an inspiration to women everywhere. And what you're doing for women everywhere is just incredible.
1: Thank you so
0: much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. All right, you too, Nicole. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Ronnie Brown. If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episode, go ahead and give me five stars on iTunes. It'll help me out so, so much. Hit that subscribe button and I will catch you guys later have a great weekend be safe have fun and i'll see you guys on friday bye